I'm Bishop Jeff Clements of the Northern Illinois Synod. This is one of our continuing conversations with the bishop on topics that uh, we find interesting, and hopefully you will too. I should tell you before we begin that uh, Kathy, Pastor Kathy and I are both fully vaccinated, boosted, and uh, even tested this morning, and we uh, are healthy. So I'm uh, very happy to welcome a healthy Pastor Kathy Deharsh. Happy to be here. Uh, Thanks. Um, Pastor Kathy is lead pastor of Bethany Lutheran Church in Crystal Lake, where she has been serving since 2015, and prior to that served in Gilbert, Iowa for a few years, looks like about six years. And you did a stint as a a director of youth and family ministry. I did. Is that how you got started? Was that part of your transition from teaching? Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard already, uh, she was a third grade teacher. You know, I just, I love teachers. I love (laughs) teachers and third grade is just fun. Um, You taught in uh, Sheboygan, I believe. Yes, I did. And you were a volleyball coach there as well. I was, yep, high school volleyball coach. I know you're still into sports. Um, I still play, I do. That's great, that's great. Uh, Your husband's name is Tom. You have uh, two grown sons, Aaron and Mitchell. And you are involved in all kinds of things in McHenry County, I know, and you are currently serving on the Synod Council. So your leadership is just a gift to the Synod. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate you coming to sit down today. Today's topic is um, kind of church in the, in the digital age, church management, congregational management. So we're going to see where this conversation uh, goes, but uh, I'm, so, I'm so pleased that you're here with us today. So the past year and a half, almost two years now, we've been living in this pandemic and we've seen a real shift in the way we're doing church. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing at Bethany and, and what the experience has been like in the parish. Yeah, um, you know, when you say a year and more than a year and a half, almost going on two, yeah. I think about the first day when we shut down and in less than 24 hours, we figured out how to do Zoom and do <laughs> worship with Zoom. And on Easter Sunday that year, we ended up having Zoom in 20 different houses, 20 different leaders led, or excuse me, not 20, 10, because that's how many we could have. Yeah. 10 leaders from 10 different households led, and we did it. And now I look from that point to where we are now. And uh, through a lot of trial and error and duct taping lights up <laughs> and all kinds of things, um, we are at the point that we are doing um, kind of a hybrid. We uh, continue to live stream worship. We continue to uh, use live Zoom during meetings and Bible studies. Sometimes we have in-person and um, Zoom. We're doing combinations. We're kind of living and learning as we go along. Um, it is an opportunity for us. I think all of us were at that point, we, we wanted to do things with technology, but it all obviously pushed us yeah. to do things. Um, I'm learning so much about the community and um, how we've, um, new people have engaged in the church community than before. Um, what is the impression? I feel like technology and, and uh, having um, ourselves, we are on YouTube now, having that out there is a front door to our church. We often said the website is the front door, but now mm-hmm. I believe 
that worship online is the front door uh, for it's our It's really churches. amazing what you can see on a Sunday morning. You know, is when I'm home on a Sunday, I get to hopscotch from church to church yeah. because I, and I remember what Bethany was doing in those very early days with the, all those faces on Zoom. Um, and now it's, it's quite different. It's, uh, yeah. it's more, oh, I don't know. It, it feels more like worship to me mm-hmm. now. But it's, it's, that's still a challenge. How do you how do you make worship feel? I guess the question is, how do we connect people mm. in a mm-hmm. kind of a digital format? Yeah, we've changed from so we were in Zoom and now we do on YouTube. And I actually I was inspired. I was watching South Central Wisconsin their election of a bishop. And I really liked the way they did their an assembly. Mm-hmm. And they had kind of PowerPoint and embedded within the PowerPoint, they had the live stream. And I thought, that's what we want to do. And so kind of figured it out. And I learned as we went along <laughs> uh, that it's OBS, Open Broadcast System. And uh, we had some high schoolers that we brought along in this process. And one of the high schoolers rebuilt a computer for us so that we could do OBS, Open Broadcast System, and embed. So we have the words up for the service so that you don't need to try to find a bulletin and have to print it out or look at two things. So it's embedded right there. So you can see the words, you can see the people. And we really try to watch, we review what's happened the day before and say and talk as a staff what went well, what didn't go well. We also had someone come, uh, someone who isn't part of our church, and watch and give advice. And kind of a funny thing, he said, when you preach, I see the exit sign. And I'm not sure that's a great message. Oh, interesting. And so we actually moved our pulpit to the other side so that the exit sign wasn't showing. I wondered about that. Yeah, oh. that was why that happened. And so, and gave other um, uh, some advice about... The, seven, the first seven minutes of the recording, uh, of the, the, the live stream, uh, gives an impression. So yeah. what do you see in those first seven minutes of the recording? And are you acknowledging the community that is at home? I, we actually don't say online. We say at home instead to kind of transition because this is a real live community. The other advice was don't tuck away all the, the wires and stuff. It's okay for people to know that that camera's running and that's mm. here and that's a reminder that we have a presence that's not in this physical building but is present. So among it's a us. reminder for those people who are physically yes, present yes. that there are others participating. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something that a lot of places wouldn't have thought about. Um, so you you went outside of the congregation to get some advice mm-hmm. and and tell us what. Uh, it looks like to an outsider. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a critical thing to do. That's yeah. just uh, that's really smart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are some of the drawbacks? Where where have you found that it really doesn't connect well with people? Mm. You know, I am a person. This is my favorite when we can do this one and one and have eye contact. And I think there's a breakdown in communication when you are online. I mean, there's, you're connected and I think it's important and it, for people it makes them feel safe or it's an entry point. But then to get deeper, my word last year for 2021 is deep, to uh, delve deeper into the text, to uh, be present to people and to, to hear where they are. 
but when you're on the phone or you're on Zoom and things, you kind of miss things. You right. miss those uh, cues that people have. Um, Zoom is better, but it's still, we're all a little distracted. There's always something you can kind of tell someone's eye will hear something in the background and you're like, here, I'm here, but we, I'm, I'm distracted too. And so I think that is the challenge of how do we connect in an authentic way and, and, and delve deeper because I think people are hungering for that. People want to know their purpose. They want to, um, they want to be authentic. They want us to be authentic with them. But with technology, there's just a little bit of a barrier. Yeah. I have found that uh, preaching to a camera is very different than preaching to a congregation. Um, humor does not work because there's nobody <laughs> out there to kind of chuckle at, yes. a, at a joke. Um, I also have had... Uh, you know, I preach in so many different contexts, and every congregation kind of has its own personality, and some are very responsive, and other others are not at all. And I've always found it difficult to to, uh, to preach to um, a congregation where you're really not get, even getting any feedback through smiles or mm-hmm. or eyes or or anything right. like that. Um, so I have found preaching to a camera to be a challenge, and that I have to do it somewhat differently. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you preach to both uh, an in-person congregation and to uh, to a camera? It's mm. a good question. It's being when I see the camera, I'm reminded that that's a person. I am rem- there's a person behind that camera. Yeah. Or and, and so I, uh, you know, when you're looking, I say we well, try to give eye contact here, here there at the camera, here. So I I, uh, make it a note that I am acknowledging that the camera as a person, because it is, there are people who are watching from the camera in their homes. And uh, so that's what I have done, especially in those times when, I mean, we had to kind of force it. We had nobody in the pews. Uh, Then you really had to think about that. But now I just make a note of always looking at the camera, acknowledging it, even saying things uh, like put something in the chat uh, about this, or uh, so does someone monitor the chat during yes. worship? Yeah, we have ushers or uh, we have greeters, and so we've trained them and we ask them to uh, kind of give a welcome, and then anytime someone says hello, they say hello. So just like you would oh, uh, entering into yeah. a worship space. One of the things that I've found with uh, uh, worshiping online or worshiping at home is that sometimes it's awfully easy to go do something else. Mm -hmm. And if a particular sermon isn't speaking to me very well, I have been known to switch to something else. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not not a great way to approach worship. Mm -hmm. I would never, I just can't think of any circumstances that I would walk out on a sermon (laughs) if I were in the building. How do we gauge how, how people are? Uh, involved in in this at home worship, do you have do we have any way of doing that? We right now are kind of doing some some surveys and seeing where people are at and where their comfort level is. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about as I was driving here for this interview, I was thinking about that. It's time for us to do a survey like that with those at home and how they are feeling engaged and what would be helpful to them. And uh, is it helpful when we're asking them to talk in the chat or what what would help them to engage more and what do they need mm-hmm. and so uh, that as i was i was processing that as we came and i think that's a starting point i don't have an answer for you exactly but uh last year when i had my shoulder surgery i 
watched our service and I went on to other services as well. And it is so easy to be distracted. It's, it's very yeah. easy to be distracted. But I think people at, are at different places in their faith journey. And if this is an entry point for people, it's okay. And if people are seeing different churches and experiencing different things, maybe I can work with that and say, what can I learn? What, what have you seen out there that might be helpful for our church as well? So instead of being offended by it, maybe for me it's about an opportunity to learn and be better at what we do. Yeah. I was able to participate in an online at-home coffee hour mm -hmm. following worship. It was kind of a talk-back time to talk mm -hmm. about the sermon. Um, it was an Episcopal congregation, so no one knew me. I was really sure. quite anonymous, and I found that to be quite enjoyable. It was a fairly small, manageable group, and the conversation went in all kinds of different directions. The preacher was there, um, and someone else moderated, and it, uh, it was a lot of fun. Have, have you done anything like that? I have. We, um, Bethany Lutheran Church in Chicago has uh, reached out to our congregation to build a partnership, mm -hmm. and it kind of had a loose partnership, partnership in the past, and I have done coffee hour um, with our congregation. So I'm able to uh, lead our worship services and then go to their worship service and then be part of the coffee hour. Yeah. And that's really great. Uh, we haven't always talked about the sermon, but some, yes, they have. Uh, so it's been really an opportunity for me to get to know and build relationship with Bethany Lutheran in, in um, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't. I know you don't have a crystal ball. I don't have a crystal ball. But we're all thinking about the future and, and what all of this means for the church. Mm -hmm. And I'm of the opinion that God is at work in all of this. You know, God. God is doing something. Mm -hmm. What do you What do you think lies in the future for the church? Um, and this digital age is here with us to stay. How are we going to employ that in the future? I think. Um, I always have this expression, build upon what's already good. But sometimes when I say that, it's not quite good yet. And so we're still working on it. I think it is part of who we are. And I also was thinking about this as well, is that, that online, that at-home group, is that a, a separate church or, or is it connected? And then I thought, could we think of it like a satellite, that it's, it's still community, it's still part of the community, uh, but it is an entry point for some who church hasn't been comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, it is an entry point for people who are not going to feel comfortable with germs for a while. Um, it is, uh, we are all in a different place in our faith journey. I know I've talked with congregation members who are frustrated. They want to see more people back. And we are little by little getting more people back. Uh, but they, they say, well, they should want to be engaged and be a part of it. But then I have other people, I really enjoy being here. This is, works for my family. Yeah. Um, I am still nervous about the pandemic. Um, but even beyond the pandemic, I think I might still do worship this way. And I'm trying not to get frustrated with that, but say this is great that a family wants to be a part of worship, but we'll maybe do this in a different way. But Maybe it'll feed them for a time, but in another time they might want to come to be in the building. And I think instead of being a separate church body or a um, Christian community, it's all, it's all one. We're all one, um, and there are these different venues of where you can worship. 
and you're welcome to mm -hmm. worship in that. Kathy, one of the things that I have appreciated about your ministry is uh, collaboration. You, ever since I interviewed you to come into this synod, you've talked about cooperation with others, building uh, collaborative uh, efforts, and you're real serious about that, and mm -hmm. you, you've lived that out. Um, what kinds of uh, things do you think might come out of this digital pandemic? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I just, I think we have to kind of get beyond that competitiveness and worry about how many people are in the pews and all of that and just say, you know, where, where do your gifts lie? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you are a great um, preacher and you love to, to um, lead Bible study, can we work together? On that, or you know, it, I mean, if you're a small congregation with one preacher, maybe we can collaborate a little bit so that uh, one pastor isn't feeling the pressure of having to do it all. Uh, maybe even with youth group and and sharing, uh, you know, we talk about diversity. Can we find leaders of color who could help? We could connect with youth in our communities so that we find more diversity and, and build relationships in, in a more deeper way with different communities that look, uh, uh, that aren't all lily white. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Diversity is an issue in Northern Illinois because we are largely an all white group. Um, you know, we have exceptions, but largely all white and our communities are not that way. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about a growing um, Spanish-speaking population in McHenry County and uh, how we, this might be another opportunity for us to reach out to, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, uh, communities of color um, in very non-threatening ways. I, I, I think that sometimes the white church can be threatening to mm -hmm. people of color and uh, I think there are some opportunities that uh, we can really seize upon. Mm -hmm. Even our time uh, with Bethany Lutheran in Chicago, uh, you know, we, um, I have attended some Bible studies. Um, they have come to our church. We're, we're, we're starting this relationship with one another, but because of technology, we've been able to do this during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it started during the pandemic, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Where do you suppose we're struggling the most right now? Either as a church or with the, uh, the current conditions that we have with the pandemic and not having people necessarily in worship in person, where are we struggling the most, do you see? Well, it is the Midwest, and we are in a hard time of the year, but we all, as I had mentioned earlier as well, we have this PTSD collaboratively, which of all together. So everybody has a bit of stress. Um, each deals with it in a different way, and I think that is debilitating at times to even think about how do we engage people uh, and, and, and a walk with people uh, when we can't, we're not, a, we're not seeing them face to face. Um, uh, there are so many issues in the world um, that need processing and it's hard to find which one is the most important because every day there's something pretty uh, important. So I think uh, this, the, the number one is we all are under an incredible amount of stress uh, and that uh, makes it hard sometimes to move forward when you're in the midst of that stress. 
Now, I've said sometimes none of us is really okay at the moment. Mm -hmm. We've all been through a really hard time. We haven't quite gotten out of it yet. We don't know where we're going to land when we get out. And so it, we're all tired. Everybody, you know, it doesn't matter. I think some people in prof certain professions are extraordinary. They're exhausted, like all of our healthcare workers. These people are exhausted. I think there's a lot of exhaustion in the church and in mm -hmm. church leaders. Um, but everybody, everybody is tired in some fashion, and it's taking a toll. And and we see people, you know, acting out a bit um, in places that we wouldn't have expected. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's an interesting interesting time. But with that said, it's an opportunity. It is. It's, it helps us to say uh, what is not as important anymore, what is more important, what are our priorities now. Um, our own congregation, we were headed into a capital campaign. Right, right the same week we voted, um, we shut down. But then we got to talk and think and think about a new vision and think about our ministry in new ways and expand how we're thinking and it's not just about the building it's really about the ministry and about the people and about the relationships and about the connections and about spreading our arms that much more so i'm just i'm just curious what is it that scares you about the future of ministry mm, that is a good question i think for me my temptation is going, going down the road to think that people won't come and they won't engage in the visioning and, and maybe believe anymore in Jesus. Mm. But then I remember to let that go because God's spirit will work. And over and over again, if I look at my times when I doubted or wondered if people would engage or come, and then they do. And I just have to look back to be reminded that God will work through this, and God yeah. always works through this. And that's something that I remind myself of every day in this call as bishop, is that, number one, this is God's church, and my job, like your job, is to help strengthen people's relationship with their Savior. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about relationship with Jesus. Yep. So I'm so glad to hear you... Uh, you say that. Like I said, um, I think there's a lot to be excited about, uh, but it is it is a little challenging. It's a little scary at times. We don't always know what we're doing until we've done it, and then we do it a different way. But uh, I, I believe that God is at work. We talked a lot about worship and engaging people, but it goes far beyond that right now. And one of the challenges that many congregations have faced through the pandemic and now is getting uh, volunteers to do some, some uh, work in the church and mm -hmm. even finding people to run for council and, and committee positions, things mm -hmm. like that, have been really difficult. Um, what are you seeing and, and uh, how are you engaging people in, in different ways? This is a topic of conversation every week uh, in our staff, and we have brought back something we were doing in the past, and that was, we call them tall bulletins, now we call them welcome slips, and we have them, uh, we hand them out as people come in, those who are in person uh, worship come in, and they write their name on, and then there, you can write a prayer, you, there are some volunteer opportunities, um, and any thoughts, and if you're a member or a visiting person. So that's in, on, uh, in person. But also online, we now have that same form. 
And so during offering, we, we ask people to fill it out, and then during offering, people bring those forms forward. We say uh, generosity is being present. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're present at home or present here, that's, a, that's generosity, and that's an offering um, beyond your, your time and your resources. But also, if you have time and you prayerfully consider that, by all means, you know, mark that down. Or if you have resources, that is great as well. But we're doing it both online and in person. Uh, so you can click the link below, and we acknowledge that during the service, and people will fill it up. We just started this, and so it's mm-hmm. just catching on. Uh, but we want people to have that act of giving that offering a presence on that form. And then if they choose, if they um, feel called to be a part of some volunteering, then that's great. In fact, during uh, we had an outdoor worship service during the week of Christmas, and uh, we had a firelight Christmas carol sing, a uh, worship service, and we had two families that are not members come and help set up. Wow. And I don't know if they signed online or in person, but they volunteered uh, seeing that on the slip. I don't want you to think I was, I'm spying on you, but I do <laughs> see Bethany's presence uh, online um, probably more often than others. And I don't know exactly why that it's probably has to do with what I click on, but I've been able to, to well, that's see good. some I'm of the... I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah, and I, it's been fun to see some of the things you've been doing. A lot of fun. Um, what about council meetings, committee meetings? Have you been doing those by Zoom or uh, in person? We, we do a combination. And so we found when we started doing Zoom with council, we had 100% attendance or per, almost perfect. And just a few times we had a few missing. And so we said, boy, we're going to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. And so we're continuing to do uh, council by Zoom unless we have a special meeting of some sort. Um, we, tonight, I will do a Zoom work in progress, uh, a women's group, but tomorrow I'll do another women's group, take a breath, <laughs> which we're going to do yoga together. We were walking together outside, but it's going to be frigid and very windy yes. tomorrow. So we're going to do yoga. Uh, so it depends on the group and their comfort level and their time. So you and I were talking about that Zoom is tired, where people are getting tired of Zoom, but it does have a benefit, and we found in council the benefit is people are able to come easier because they have long days at work and they can come online. Right. And, and uh, we have a few that might drink a beer while they're <laughs> they're at, and we think that's okay too, you know. Uh, so I'll be, for our next synod council meeting, I'll be watching if you're drinking anything. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you got me curious. You never know. <laughs> um, and then uh, we do hybrids too. So our journey Bible study that we'll do. Um, this week, we have uh, it televised in our library. So we have it's about three quarters in person and a quarter online. And I think that might shift with our numbers shifting with the pandemic. The hybrid has been great. I think in the the route we took, the path we took for live streaming worship, has been an easy pull back or go forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, if we shut down tomorrow, we're all right. We have this live stream in, in place, 9 o'clock, YouTube. We can just do that. Uh, we do have a, another service that we do not uh, live stream. We had three services. We cut down to two. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt that 
the, the one service wasn't coming back in the way we thought it would, and so we, we've stuck with two. Um, but I think everything we do, we are in a position we can go um, either way, uh, to do Zoom or not. Um, I have said right along that uh, Zoom was great. It, it was just an essential tool for us during the mm-hmm. pandemic, and yeah, we're kind of tired of Zoom now. But once once we aren't forced into using Zoom all the time, I think it's going to be a great tool for the life of the church. I, re- I really see a future for that. Mm-hmm. And when you're gathering a group together like Synod Council, where we come yeah. from all over uh, northern Illinois, we'd never have to cancel a meeting because of the weather. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll be able to meet. No um, more snow days at school. No. Yeah, the Synod staff is upset there's no more <laughs> snow days. But, yeah, because we, we're all working remotely. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's a gift that way. A question about YouTube. Um, do you broadcast live then on YouTube? Uh, we uh, do. We broadcast live on YouTube. But, and we figured out how to broadcast live on YouTube and filter that through Facebook. So we broadcast live on YouTube and Facebook. Mm. And then those recordings get recorded, and then that can people can go back. I know um, people have told me they watch on Wednesday. Uh, instead, that works in their right. schedule. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, again, thank you, Pastor. Uh, our guest has been Pastor Kathy Deharsh of Bethany in Crystal Lake. And uh, your time today has been a gift to me, so thank you so much. Thank you. Until next time, we are walking with you.